Hello, healthcare. We'll start with the headline. Dolly Parton makes generous gift to advance COVID-19 research at Vanderbilt. After that headline, things exploded, and that's putting it lightly. This news got spots on the Today Show, national television, and it drove over 6 billion impressions in under 24 hours. What's the anatomy behind such powerful celebrity backing for a health system's efforts? Well, to find out, we reached out to Vanderbilt's SVP of Marketing and Engagement, Stuart Dill. As the man who helped orchestrate their overall influencer campaign and strategy, he might have some good thoughts on this. We'll find out more after the break. Consumer experiences, major disruptors, and AI tech are shaping healthcare for years to come. On Hello Healthcare, we dive deep on those issues with leaders who are driving change. I'm Chris Hemphill, your host of Hello Healthcare, and we hope that these stories will help you to create or demand a better future in healthcare. Stuart, would you mind just giving us a little bit of background on you? Yeah, thanks for having me. So I oversee marketing and what we call engagement. It is my second career. So I started in the entertainment business. So I had a 30-year career in entertainment based out of Nashville. So the two greatest exports in uh, Nashville are music and healthcare. So I've been lucky to be involved in in both. And, uh, you know, we have a, you know embarrassing amount of blessed with riches in Nashville with a lot of uh, high-profile personalities. And there's a lot of philanthropy and there's a lot of goodwill in that community. So part of my role is to engage folks that may have uh, megaphones and want to help share our story and get involved in the medical center and share the mission. And we do that in a number of different ways. And in, and we often say, you know, it doesn't matter if we're just raising awareness or raising funds. They're not mutually exclusive, but we're always trying to uh, help share our message through influencers. Fantastic. I know that there, there's been all kinds of different contexts in which you all have heard about influence remarking, influence strategies. But as Stuart outlined, the megaphones that, that folks have outside, like outside of healthcare, might be about amplifying a brand or getting people to, to drive more purchases. But the influencer strategy that, that Stuart's going to share is, is really touching because it's, it's about what we can do, what these megaphones can do to get people who otherwise wouldn't have heard that message to engage their care. One really exciting part of that is uh, actually the story around Dolly Parton's donation to help spread the uh, spread vaccine and vaccine awareness. But I want to get started at the very basics. Could you talk about influencer marketing in a in a healthcare context? Well, you start with it. It's mission driven. At least it is for us. So we're a, a nonprofit academic medical center, and so there is um, you know part of I think the cornerstone is that certainly we have a clinical enterprise that is uh, has profits and profit driven, but all of those profits are plowed back into research, and that research then is funneled back into the clinician side. So the clinical side, the research side, the educational side, the three parts of the academic medical center are woven together and that is the mission of the place. And so once you tell that story and you have an understanding of it's not just a clinical enterprise, but is there's a mission behind research. And that story often can be shared, as you said, louder with folks with, with megaphones than we can tell our own story. And so and you will reach audiences that we couldn't reach ourselves. So we try to share that story, the the, the story of our mission and see if we can attract folks uh, that will have buy-in and then uh, see where it goes. We literally introduce them to different segments of the medical center. It could be children-specific, cancer-specific, or disease-specific, and they may want to get more involved through fundraising or through education. We can put them on advisory boards. Really, our goal is just to educate and have them 
have a real sense of what and who we are and then spread that in any way that they feel that they can uh, share and do that in an effective way. Great. And it's warming to hear that mission-driven perspective around this influencer marketing concept. And to help solidify that, I think it's always great to, to lead off with examples and stories. And when we met, you were telling me a, a fantastic story about the relationship with Dolly Parton. Yeah, there's so many. And so I'll tell you the Dolly story, but there are wonderful examples in, in a lot of different communities, but certainly a lot at Vanderbilt in Nashville. But the one that people are talking about as of late is the connection with Dolly and Moderna and the vaccine. So the way that that happened is she has been a champion of the medical center in lots of different areas, including children's, for us and raising awareness and raising funds with us. And when COVID hit, she was outspoken of being someone that was pro-vaccine and asked us, frankly, asked her physician who is at Vanderbilt, you know, tell me about what Vanderbilt's doing in the research area with drugs, therapeutics, and, and even the vaccine. And I won't go into all of that, but there's a, there's a, a lot of Vanderbilt's footprint, fingerprint on all three of those areas uh, in treatment and in, in the vaccine. But she uh, got excited about that and said, let me give a million dollars to the vaccine center, the Vanderbilt Vaccine Center. I use it how you, however you see fit. So a wonderful gift. At that time, again, we did not, I, you know, certainly the public didn't know where we were with any of the vaccines that we all now know. But the early trials of Moderna were starting and Vanderbilt was involved in the early trials. And this is how it works. A lot of times, you know, funding for research certainly can come out of the government, but a lot of times it comes out of individual philanthropy to move things along. And her contribution certainly helped go from one stage of the trial to the next. When it was uh, unblinded and uh, shown of how the process worked, her name was obviously uh, mentioned as the Dolly Parton Fund as one of the funders for uh, the Moderna trial. And the New York Times picked it up. She just happened to go on the Today Show the next day and called us and said, hey, I think everybody's gonna know about this. And uh, it really, it was a remarkable day. She went on the Today Show and talked about really having trust in the system, having trust in Vanderbilt and their research around the vaccine and, and therapies and wanting to be a part of that and not knowing, obviously, at the time that it would turn out to be one of the successful vaccine strategies. We lost track at trying to count the impressions of that day of how it was picked up on a worldwide global basis, but it was over 6 billion impressions in about wow. 24 hours. That's incredible to know. And I really like the way that you shared that story because at the very beginning, Dolly was uh, getting excited about the, the opportunity to be able to push the research effort along. And she was concerned about what impact her donation or her involvement might have. Does that point to some consistency? Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. I think, I think when you're in this piece of business, you know, I don't know what the impressions might be, but folks that really are leaning in, they, they, are, they have a lot of um, detail on wanting to know what is happening. A friend of ours, we're talking last night saying, you know, particularly when you come from an impoverished background and you have one pair of shoes, you know where that pair of shoes is. When famous folks come into, into wealth and have the ability to help in a philanthropic way, the same principles apply. They want to know where their money's going. This is, it's not just a gift and walk away. It is a gift and stay engaged. And Dahlia certainly has been that way with us. She has always wanted to have her impact reports and how are things going and, and knowing the details. And I think that's true with great philanthropists. It's not just her, with her, but she was very involved and engaged in knowing where her research money 
was going and how it was impactful. And it just happened to be a once in a generational type of uh, gift that moved the needle in this unbelievable time. Hello Healthcare is brought to you by Actium Health. Healthcare leaders use Actium CRM intelligence to activate patients and drive meaningful engagement. You can make it simple to identify and predict patient needs by using AI-driven next best actions. Learn more at actiumhealth.com. And now back to the show. So we've zoomed in on, on this one particular story, but obviously there are many as you were sharing. Yeah. I'm curious about the teams that want to operationalize these types of experience, or is this something that can... Yes, it can. So, you know, we certainly tie it into philanthropy and what we call our development department as well. But I would say this, you don't go in with the expectation of, you know, here's the financial goal. I think you go with the expectation of it's mission driven and you want to share. Uh, You want to share truth. You want to share value. You want to share, share the mission of your cause and see where it goes. You are planting seeds and there's no way really to predict where these things go. Each gift, each conversation, each engagement is as important as the last. And so my sense is, yes, you have the dolly on the one side. There's a there's a lot of remarkable awareness building, gift giving, time, not just uh, financial resources that is just so valuable and is not of any lesser value than some of the more high profile stories that we're talking about. At Vanderbilt in the Children's Hospital, the Monroe Carroll Junior Children's Hospital, we opened a Seacrest studio. Another great high profile philanthropist is Ryan Seacrest and what he has done and, and how innovative for him to open and create this sacred space of radio and television studios within children's hospitals to give children in the hospital escape and a way to go in and A, connect with different personalities and programs and also be a distraction. That was his idea. He now has 10 or 11 of these in children's hospitals all over the country. Obviously, he leveraged his celebrity to do that. But I will just say the the Dolly stories, the Ryan Seacrest stories, and then there's singer-songwriters that you don't know in Nashville that just come up and go, I'm going bedside to bedside. I'm going to visit kids in need. Uh, Certainly can't do that during COVID, but have done that. Musicians on call and other organizations come to mind. But I think my point is that this is a a process that you really, you just, you go out every day and you roll your sleeves up and you plow the mission and you don't always know what's going to grow, but that's not the point. You just go do it. You do the work. Excellent. There's a portion of the audience when they want to start making these similar tides at their organizations. I know that it's probably something that takes a lot of years, a lot of rolled up sleeves, a lot of effort to, to build. Could you talk about perhaps the origin story of what other organizations or leaders at other organizations might want to be thinking about. Yeah, again, I just, you know, obviously 501c3 and and nonprofit organizations all are dealing with fundraising in different ways. I would just go back to that thought of, we call them champions, aligning your mission with influencers, high-profile personalities, folks that can move the needle, and the, the point is that it's not a one and done. It's a nurturing campaign. It's a, it takes time and that you need to build relationships and build trust. And a dolly gift of a million dollars that turned into, you know, part of the story and the journey of Moderna didn't happen the day she gave a million dollars. It happened 20 years earlier, 
right, when she was developing a rapport with her lifetime physician, who was a Vanderbilt physician, and then him leading her to other colleagues to talk about the research component. So these are long-term strategies and long-term efforts that uh, don't always uh, show uh, their true colors until, uh, until many years later. It sounds like it takes a, a long, coordinated effort of doing the right thing and being focused on the mission. That's right. At the end of the day, like with these types of efforts, how do leaders in this field know that you've done a good job? Well, you know, good, good point. You know, I, you know I, my sense is certainly we all deal with metrics and we all talk about goals and we talk about fundraising goals. But it's also about reach and it's about culture, right? And it's about, it's not just about hitting a certain number. At, you know, in an academic medical center and a research medical center, folks are rolling up their sleeves every day just to improve the human condition. Now, how do you put a measurement on that? Yes, we do quarterly reports and we do fundraising goals. And some of those are met and some of those are not. But it is difficult to get a, a real calculated measurement, quantitative measurement of philanthropy because it, it, it is a combination of a, a quilted effort of strategy, fundraising, and mission sharing and culture-driven awareness. Excellent. Well, I like the, the, the development of that story and the absolute focus on the mission. And I hope that folks would be inspired to maybe follow in those footsteps or, or maybe potentially ask questions or reach out. Curious if uh, you'd like for folks to reach out to you. If yeah, you know, obviously we're in Nashville, easy to find. We are always looking for folks that would want to amplify, lean in, engage uh, through awareness or fundraising. Certainly can find me on the Vanderbilt University Medical Center website for any donations that would go uh, to our office. Well, Stuart, I, I really appreciate that. Pleasure to be here, thank you. Thank you, Stuart. Thanks again for tuning into Hello Healthcare. If you like what you heard, we appreciate a review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. You and your feedback fuel us. This conversation is brought to you by Actium Health. To get the latest on what these healthcare leaders are saying, find us at hellohealthcare.com and subscribe. Thank you. And when we see you next time, hello. Hello.